It's time for another episode of the Franchise Business Radio Show, broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel Studios in Atlanta. Sponsored by Franchise Intellect, knowledge and insight of the franchise community for franchise selection. More info at FranchiseIntellect.com. Also made possible in part by Franchise City, a better way to buy a franchise. More info at Franchise.City. And now here's your host, Pam Curry. Welcome to the Franchise Business Radio Show. This is your host, Pamela Curry. And I'm excited to report that this particular episode is happening in studio number two uh, in Buckhead. Uh, I like to call it the studio with a view. <laughs> uh, and in the studio with a view with us today, we've got two wonderful guests. Uh, and I do want to remind our listeners that the purpose of Franchise Business Radio Show is really it's a platform to bring together franchise professionals to educate, connect, and collaborate to serve the franchise community. And um, I know that this is going to be a very educational call for um, those that are listening out there. Uh, Welcome, Steve. Welcome to the Franchise Business Radio Show. Morning, Pam. Well, thank you very much for having me here. I really, really appreciate it. It's exciting Uh, to be here. Yes. And and let our listeners know who you are with. So I'm with a company called Network in Action. It's a franchise-based franchise based out of Houston, Texas. And uh, I'm really excited to be the person who has the Atlanta franchise rights. Uh, Understood. And we're going to dive into what that means and specifically some great networking tips. Thank you. Great. Look forward to it. Definitely. Also in the studio, uh, we have a lot of good-looking food in front of us. And for those that have been listening to us for a while, this isn't our first time to have a guest from Chicken Salad Chick. Welcome, Scott. Thanks for having me, Pam. I'm very excited to be here. Thank you. Uh, well, you know, let me um, dive in here a little bit. Um, we have had chicken salad chick in the studio before. And for those of you that can't see us, <laughs> they have a very nice display of tempting chicken salad flavors and cookies. And so we're doing everything we can to get through this show so we can start eating. I cannot wait. But a little bit about a uh, little bit about Scott Devinney. Uh, Scott does serve as the president and CEO of Chicken Salad Chick. Prior to joining the Chick family, Scott honed his franchise experience owning 25 Wendy's franchises here in Atlanta. Before that, you built an impressive track record of success as a director and SVP of retail and franchise industry management at SunTrust Bank graduated from University of Georgia with your BA in economics. Uh, So you're a true Georgian, if that's fair to say. It's my understanding that your top chicks are, my go-to is Buffy, (laughs) also known as Buffalo Barclay. Buffalo Barclay, yes. (laughs) One of the 12 flavors that we have. (laughs) It's my my go-to flavor, and I love to eat it with Frito Scoops. (laughs) Another favorite is the Spicy Chicks. Kickin' K. Lynn. Kickin' K. Lynn, which has a smorgasbord of ranch, bacon, cheddar cheese, jalapenos, buffalo, and sriracha. Ooh, yeah, bring it on. And <laughs> spicy pimento. Spicy pimento. So we, we make all of our chicken salads and pimento cheese from scratch every day in each restaurant. And the pimento cheese, we get big blocks of cheese, we shred it and, and mix it up in our kitchens. And so the spicy pimento, which is a great recipe, and we add jalapenos to it. So it's one of my favorites because, again, I can take uh, Frito scoops. And what's not good with Frito scoops? (laughs) Admittedly so. You're going to steal my mom's heart away. That's her favorite. And, okay, Jamaica Me Jenny. 
Jamaica Me Jenny was a limited time only uh, chicken salad flavor that we did this summer, and it was jerk chicken and pineapple, Ooh. which is a new spin on chicken salad that most people don't think yeah. of, but it was a big hit. Um, we sold a lot of it. We had a great flavor of just the right amount of heat and the sweet with the pineapple. Yeah, I, I mean, right now I'm looking at the one with grapes. I'm kind of accustomed to that combination. You like the fruits and the nuts, the I, grapes and the pecans. Yeah, and the well, that says something about my personality. <laughs> You're absolutely right. <laughs> Let's kind of back up a little bit, especially for those that are just now getting familiar with Chicken Salad Chick. What is the story and the mission? So the story of the company started about 10 years ago this, um, this week. Uh, a stay-at-home mom, Stacy Brown, found herself recently divorced with three kids and wanted to be able to be with her family and take care of the kids, but needing some income. So she started selling chicken salad out of her house, which is a, a great way to get something going, but it's not really um, great for the health department. They don't like you to sell food out of your kitchen. So um, she was faced with the decision of whether to keep uh, going with this endeavor, which had become pretty successful out of the house, or does she um, start a restaurant or, or go find another job? Mm-hmm. And she didn't want the nine to five that would take her away from the kids. So uh, she partnered with a gentleman named Kevin Brown, who later became her husband, and they started the first restaurant in Auburn, Alabama. That one started January 7, 2008. Okay. And from there grew exponentially. And, and what typically happens in brands like that, you get people that want to be franchisees. And so your best customers become your initial group of franchise owners. And so in 2012, they started, uh, sold the first franchise rights. And in late 2012, the first franchise restaurant opened. And wow. so since then, it's been this tremendous growth story, all built on fresh made food mm. served from the heart. And that's what we want to do. We want to we have fresh made chicken salad that everyone loves. And it gives you that taste that when you first take that bite, your eyes roll back in your head and you say, that's it. But we serve it to you with a very big smile, and we want to really take care of you and, and make you feel like you're walking into someone's home. So that's kind of the premise of what, what got the brand started. In 2013, Kevin had, was diagnosed with cancer, and in 2014, where they were thinking of selling the business, mm-hmm. bringing on the next round of leadership, just not sure what was going to happen. I was introduced at that point in the summer okay. of 14 through a mutual friend. I partnered with a private equity group here in town, and we bought the company in 2015, May 1st. There were 32 restaurants, mm. and our, our motto at the time was just don't mess it up because what's working <laughs> is working very well. Don't go in there and mess it up. appreciate but, that. But yes. again, take what was working and do it very well and make a few tweaks and changes uh, and really grow the business uh, where we thought we could. And, and it's been a phenomenal success so far not because of any one thing we did specifically, but it's the combination of a lot of franchise owners and in, in company operations and our mm-hmm. team uh, just taking this purpose of spread joy, enrich lives, and serve others to every community. And admittedly so, you have experienced a lot of growth. How many units are you up to now? So we have 104 today. Uh, we'll open another one next week, and we'll open around 40 to 50 this year. Amazing, right? Congratulations to you, uh, because that that in itself is a testimony uh, of success, right? So you kind of mentioned your involvement with the company. Explain that a little bit more. Well, I I was a Wendy's franchisee, as you mentioned, twenty something locations. Uh, was selling that business in 2014, and I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do to do next. Mm-hmm. I had a career in banking for a long time, so I knew the financial side. I knew the franchising side very well. I've been doing it for many years. 
but I was looking for that next challenge for me personally where I could lead something. And I have that same servant heart mentality myself. The company was a great match because it allows me to be who I am uh, and some of my history, my background, take some of what I've learned through my history and, and experience and really apply it to what the time was this 30-something store operation that was had a great foundation, a great group of people mm-hmm. that were looking for you know someone to challenge them to say, let's go be greater than we are. And, like and that's that. really what we did. Yeah, from good to great, great to excellent, right? We're, we always are, are, are continuing to improve. Well, let's keep it local, <laughs> right? Um, as you know, uh, previously we had, we had Lauren Fernandez. Uh, she actually was on the Franchise Business Radio Show, and there was a lot of growth here in Georgia. Gosh, 11, I think we got up to 11 stores. Is that correct? 11 that they owned. Yep, and I remember going to the grand opening of the one over here in Buckhead. Um, I'm hooked. There has been an acquisition. Um, I did see the press release. Tell us a little bit about that. So our, our philosophy, just for background, big believer that of our restaurants, we want to own and operate 20% of them. Okay. So we own and operate 20% of the store base for many reasons why we think that's very important. One, we're putting our money right where we're asking our franchise owners to put theirs. We're building restaurants. Um, we're testing new products, and we're, you know, really doing what we ask our owners to do. So we think that's vitally important to our business. The Lauren and Darren and their origin team bought into the chicken salad chick business in late 2015, early 2016, and they bought three restaurants with with the desire to really grow the business. And they did exactly what they set out to do. So sure. they went from three to eleven. Uh, and not just Atlanta, but they also opened in Augusta and Athens, Georgia. Mm. And so they really did a nice job of putting together their foundation for their business. But I think, um, you know, we obviously had a desire to be in the Atlanta market. It's a very uh, important market in the southeast, just like Nashville or Birmingham or Orlando or other markets. And so when Darren and Lauren came to us and said, you know, they may want to go do some other stuff in the next chapter of their lives, and they came to us and said, would it be something you're interested in? And we said, absolutely. If we could work it out, we would love to have the market. Not necessarily because we, we again, we want to own all of our franchise stores. We don't. We just really felt it was a great market for us. It's close to our headquarters. Exactly. A lot of growth opportunities here. It was just a good fit. Exactly. I was just saying, and the fact that they're right here in your backyard is, it, it definitely helps as well. Uh, so let's, uh, let's, that's a little bit of history. Let's talk about the future. Happy New Year, by the way. Happy New Year. <laughs> what, what are the plans? What's ahead for 2019? Well, we finished 2018 with such a great um, run. We've had three years of positive same-store sales. Um, collectively, if you add all three together, it's about 27%, which is unheard of in our business mm. uh, for the last three years, for sure. Uh, We've taken our average unit volume up about 30% over the last three years as well. So we've just had great momentum, uh, unit growth, system-wide sales growth, et cetera. So every year we sit here and say, what's our new challenge for 2019? So for us, we think we want to obviously continue on the momentum that we've had. We have 40 to 50 restaurants in the pipeline to open this year. A good mix, again, of company restaurants and franchise restaurants. We have some new markets that we haven't been in before. Sure. So we're going to open next week in St. Louis, Missouri. We have, I think, 11 restaurants total in Texas to open this year. Okay. Uh, we'll open in um, 
Columbus, Ohio this year. I so was just going to ask about Ohio, Ohio my, my home wait. state. Okay. So we had I had dinner last night with uh, our Columbus franchise owners. So Wonderful. they're, they're going to open, I think, in May. And we're excited to be there. That's great. Are you are you primarily then on, uh, got the Midwest, we're moving to the Midwest, great uh, coverage in the Southeast. Um, when you think about expanding, are there any other particular markets that you would like to target? Yeah, we, so we're in about 13 or 14 states today. Okay. Um, our plan is concentric circle growth. I'm a big believer that we don't want to jump two or three states to build a restaurant where we have no brand recognition yet. We have found that if we build out our states and have some brand recognition, then the concentric circle model works and we'll go to the next state. And then once we have some presence there, we'll jump to the next state. So for us, it's taking that circle of the country, if you will, from Texas around to Virginia Mm -hmm. and continue to build out infill and then take one state uh, out from there. So that's where Missouri and Ohio and all works. Because right now we're in Kentucky, for example. Now we go to Ohio. And with your growth... Uh, Are you primarily focused on single unit, multi-unit, area development? Yes, yes, and yes. (laughs) Yes, yes, and yes. (laughs) I like the answer, yes. Our average franchise owner has maybe two to three restaurants. Okay. Our largest has 11. Mm -hmm. Uh, Origin was actually tied for first, right, if you think about just number of units. Understand. Um, And we have several single-store franchise owners, and we we don't discriminate for either one. We love single-store franchise owners that can own and operate within their market, but we love the multi-units. I was a multi-unit. I understand the business. Sure. So we love that as well. We typically will find somewhere between 1 and 10, depends on the market. And then if someone wants to grow to 100, we're okay with that once they do it organically after they get their first few up and running. Makes sense. Just to share, uh, if you wanted to you know, learn a little bit more about Chicken Salad Chick, uh, I guess the website's pretty straightforward, right? And a new and improved website that ah. we rolled out in the fall. So chickensaladchick.com has all of our information, including locations. You can order uh, online that way. Uh, it, it's a it's a great website that we're very proud of now that we've rolled it out. Yeah, and, and another good point to make sure it's obviously in-store dining. I'm sure a big percentage of your business would be catering. Intuitively, you would think so. Yes. Um, it's, it's actually not a huge piece of our business. Oh, righty. Uh, it's about 5%, but it's one of the initiatives that we started in 2018. We hired a director of catering. Uh, for the brand, uh-huh. she's been working very hard on the menu and the pricing and the packaging and the products and things like that. So in 2019, that is a big push for us Understand. is to have catering where you can order it online, you can order it phone, you can order it in the store uh, and have it brought to you. And it, it, it's a fabulous product because unlike uh, things that are hot, we don't have to have our product in this heaters. Mm-hmm. It is wonderful if you get it 10 minutes after you leave the restaurant. It's just as good as if you ate it in the restaurant. So the catering is a huge opportunity for us going forward. I'm getting hungry. <laughs> we have lots of food in front of us. Scott, uh, really, uh, Scott Devaney again, um, president and CEO of Chicken Salad Chick. Anything else you would like to share with our listeners? I would love for anyone to come try any of our wonderful products in any of our locations, all 104 and growing. Um, but really, the, the made-from-scratch serve from the heart with our purpose and not just a line we say but it's if you met all of our 50 plus franchise owners you would see the 
spread joy, enrich lives, and serve others in every mm. one of their hearts. Love that mission. Love it. Well, thank you for being on the, the show today. Thank you, Pam. It was great to have you. Uh, well, so now we need to get in some networking action here, and we're going to continue to spread the word about Chicken Salad Chick and some other businesses. Steve, welcome oh, to the show. Uh, Steve, your home and family is here in Atlanta, Georgia as well. Well, both Atlanta as well as York Beach, Maine. So <gasps> we kind uh, of, I guess we go through two states here. <laughs> try to stay out of heat, try to stay out of uh, cold. And your background, you have, a, a, I, I like to say, sort of a blended hybrid background. Like myself, you were in big traditional corporate America at one point. Correct, correct. I was a corporate sales guy for 20-something years, maybe 30. High-tech sales. I don't date us. I'm, I'm following you. <laughs> <laughs> so talk to us a little bit about this because what I really like is when we have someone like yourself successful track record in traditional corporate America and then all of a sudden you transition over to this world of entrepreneur. Right. Right. Uh, tell us uh, tell us a little bit about that that leap and transition. Well, it, it's it's a great one, I think. Um, corporate America is uh, a place to be and kind of dictated to about what you can do. And in my case, being a sales guy, it was all about forecasting and what's your next quarter and what are you going to do and how are you going to make the money and how are mm-hmm. you going to make the number that they want. Mm-hmm. Um, during my career, I also had side businesses going where I did a coffee shop here in Atlanta oh. over in Brookhaven. Oh, okay. I also uh, had a computer business on the side and whatnot. So I was always trying to break away. And finally, I retired in February, and that was the time to say, okay, now I can do my own thing. Good for you. And so I did a lot of research into all kinds of franchises and Uh looked for the one that fit me based on my experience and my track record and whatnot. And I found uh, Network in Action to be perfect. Business networking, which is similar to what I was doing as a strategic salesperson. Sure. Building businesses. In the the case of the high-tech world, it was resellers. Now, I'm building business for many different people, many different categories, many different business categories. I like that. Yeah, the the next chapter, right? Correct. Correct. <laughs> and obviously, you always had a little bit of an entrepreneurial spirit in you. Absolutely. I mean, that, that, that shows. Well, let's talk about Network in Action. Who is Network in Action? So, Network in Action is a franchise based out of Houston, Texas. Mm-hmm. They are uh, in 11 states, and they have uh, 40 groups today operating. Okay. And I've start, I bought in here in Atlanta, so I have the rights to establish three groups here in town. Excellent. And a little bit about business networking. Is there some history that that we should share with our listeners? Quite a bit. I mean, it's an age-old tradition that referral business, back to go back as far as you want, sure. is always the way to get great business. But back in the 80s, um, it really became formalized, where they started a group, and the first major group that started um, is grew to 86 countries and 180,000 members. Mm. So it's become quite an enormous industry in itself to bring people together to build relationships. It's an inexpensive way of doing that, but it's a very successful way of building relationships and gaining business. Uh, so what? Uh, what's the, I guess, kind of help me understand some differences. Like you said, there's a lot of history here. What's the difference between network and action and going to the Chamber of Commerce? Good question. So the Chamber of Commerce is a place where people can go to maybe hear a, a pitch, hear, hear some information about whatever subject that the Chamber wants to, wants to bring forward, but it, they're not necessarily there to help each other be successful in their business. Mm. It's a place to go. It's a place to network, no question about that, mm-hmm. but they're not necessarily there to help. 
they're here, and plus you have maybe five real estate agents in the same room, so therefore you're not really going to pass referrals because it's a little complicated and not formalized in that process. Not formalized. That, that kind of hits on. So talk to us a little bit about your structure. How does that make network in action different? So we, uh, we changed the model from that old traditional model to a uh, one that would respect the business owners and their time that they have to dedicate to their business. Mm-hmm. A lot of... Uh, a lot of networking companies or groups meet weekly. We meet once a month. So that way, we have more time to build your business, but we stay connected through technology. So mm. technology is a big key, plus we're professionally operated. So we have a professional running the meetings, not a volunteer group, not a rotating volunteer group, but professionally led. So how do the monthly meetings work? So we... Uh, we get together, again, once a month in the afternoon, respect to the time. Okay. Not early morning, but probably 4 o'clock in the afternoon, second Wednesday of every month. Okay. And we go around the group, and we, uh, we actually have a formal agenda that we follow so that we can build that relationship with everybody. But we stay connected through technology, and technology is the key here. So mm. members can, or group members can post information on the website, their own uh-huh. website within our group. We, uh, we're very transparent so everyone can see what's going on. Yes. And then the big key is if a prospect, if a member meets a prospect, they can take their smartphone and enter the information into the smartphone. And service, the member that has service required immediately gets notified about the prospect. Yeah. But the exciting part is the prospect also gets a video and a bio of the service member that they need. Mm-hmm. So they have a warm introduction. So it's great to follow up. That is great. Yeah, and obviously taking advantage of the technology to make the connections full circle exactly. and being very current with the, the video footage. And, and that's how, let's just face it, that's how we're accustomed to operating today. Yes. yes right? today's world. Uh, admittedly so, I was laughing at myself yesterday because I went to the Southeast Franchise Forum luncheon and um, someone didn't have their business card. And I said, here, write it down on this piece of paper. And I... I realized I was. What am I doing? Put it in my phone. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Let's bring it current for Pete's sake. All about right? the technology. It is all about the technology. So, in this, does does a professional leader make a difference? Oh, absolutely. Uh, a professional leader certainly can guide the meeting, lead the meeting appropriately. Again, not as a volunteer, but as someone who has been schooled, understands, certified in networking. In this case, or mm-hmm. leadership. Mm-hmm. So that's key. Also, there's a commitment there. And a consistency there. Yeah. From meeting to meeting, there's always a consistent type of delivery. And it sounds like a peer exchange is extremely valuable. Absolutely. Yeah, all of this. You know, I'm out there. I'm a business owner. I see the value in this. Who joins these groups? Like, who do you reach out to to form these groups? Now, that's a great question. Okay. So so traditionally, uh, in many of the groups that are out there today, it has been the salesperson wanting to go there to try to get some business. It's been the marketeer going there trying to acquire, okay. business development person, whatever, in these groups. Uh, we take a different focus. We try to put business owners together because mm-hmm. business owners can make the decisions. Business owners can take those referrals and drive them to a, conclusion, to a closure. Okay. Be it maybe they pass it off to one of their sales reps, but they're certainly on top of wanting to win that business. So it doesn't get lost in the transition. So for us, that's key. And then... We think very important that business owners, when they get together, share best practices. So they learn from each other and grow a stronger relationship and a stronger bond. It's a different conversation. Much different. 
right? From a business owner or a salesperson. It, it just is, yeah, right? Totally. Uh, mm-hmm, that, that makes sense to me. It sounds like a lot of different things make this work. In your opinion, what really makes it work? What's the secret sauce So here? I think we've touched upon three key things. Certainly the way we professionally run the organization, that's key. The interest in the people that we have in our group, business owners, mm-hmm. certainly important. And uh, also I think it's, a, it's very important that we uh, they have that technology to back up our team and to communicate consistently. Yeah. Also, we have the format of our meetings, which are geared towards business owners, geared towards helping them build their business and be more successful. Just to clarify, because I think that you hear about all these different networking events out there, and it can get pretty confusing, and people are like, oh, well, where do I want to invest my time? Where do I... What do you do to encourage or to guarantee that this is a good opportunity for you to network? So this is uh, one of the key aspects of network in action that really hooked me when I was investigating franchises. Scott Talley, who is the franchisor for network in action, he, uh, he offered to all of the membership guarantees. Okay. So when we attract a business owner, what we do is we sit down, we have an interview, we understand each other, learn about each other, and determine if indeed they'd be good members, if you will, mm-hmm. going to contribute to the organization. And then we decide, based on what the investment is to join the group, we guarantee guarantee a full return on that investment, but a larger 10x guarantee, if you will, depending on their business plan and what they get when they close the deal. So I know of no other organization in networking certainly in networking, that offers a guarantee that they'll get their money and X times X. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, and it's kind of neat because it sounds like you're almost interviewing each potential uh, business owner. Correct. Stepping in so you can put the right parties together. Exactly. All right. Exactly. Yeah, that's, yeah. Okay. That, I think I, that's the key to success to having a successful group. That makes sense to me. Okay. How, how many of these are in Atlanta and nationwide? So I, I have the rights to three here in Atlanta, three okay. groups here in Atlanta, Metro Atlanta, so greater North Georgia, basically. And so far we have, uh, we're in 11 states, and we have 40 groups operating today and more on the way. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. So if someone wanted to get more information about joining yes. a, a network in action group, how would they go about doing that? So one of two ways, certainly they can contact me, Steve Gard. Uh, and you can reach me at steve at networkinaction.com mm-hmm. and I can certainly help guide them here in Atlanta more than happy to have an interview see if they fit into one of our groups here and we can certainly I can certainly connect them to the Network in Action offices in Houston um, so our other groups. your email is steve at networkinaction.com correct would you like to share your phone number? Sure, 404-386-1986. Just ask for Steve. Bridge is standing by. <laughs> I love it. I'm sorry, would you say that number again? 404-386-1986. Operator standing by. I used to be one of those operators, believe it or not. <laughs> The Ginsu knives. <laughs> right, right. Ginsu knives. <laughs> very excited to have you on the show. Well, and um, business owners are very happy with the idea that you are in Atlanta and going to be able to, to not only help them network, but take their businesses to new heights. I appreciate it. Uh, so excellent. Uh, thank you, Steve. Thank you. This is uh, Pamela Curry, and we're, we're, we're working on the studio. 
and uh, with Franchise Business Radio. Um, and I just want to thank both Scott Davini and Steve Gard for being on the show today. As I mentioned earlier, we are in the studio with The View. Uh, so thank you for sharing in my first time to have the show in the studio. A little bit about myself as a reminder to my listeners. As the host of the Franchise Business Radio show, my company is Franchise Intellect. And what I do is is I specialize in helping individuals or clients who are looking to move into franchise ownership, like Steve, and um, understanding what their skill set is, what their financial profile and health is, uh, what their goals are. And once we're able to really put together that profile of the criteria that's important to that individual, really guide them to the right business and uh, coach them as they go through that discovery process to make sure it's a good fit. Uh, So again, this is Pamela Curry signing off as the host of Franchise Business Radio Show. If you'd like to reach out to me, I can easily be reached at Pam at FranchiseIntellect.com or my phone number is 847-970-8765. Thank you for tuning in. So now we get some of the chicken salad chick here, yeah. Bring it <laughs> <Yeah>. on. <laughs> For breakfast or any time of the day, right? Yes. <laughs> um, Scott, is that correct? We can eat it any time, yeah. Anytime you want. I do have a couple of quick follow-up questions. we got a sure. few minutes here. So um, uh, for Steve, when you're talking about the um, the networking in action, what are some of the, do you have any best practices in terms of like visitors or guests or is there education or training? I mean, is there like an onboarding process or... Um, what does that look like when a new member joins, I guess? So the onboarding process is, uh, yeah, we do a background check. We make sure that everybody is, uh, again, honest, if you will. Okay. And uh, we, we go through that interview, make sure that, indeed, we can offer that guarantee that I mentioned, as well as that they're the right fit for the group and, ideally, business owner. Okay. And um, I, I, I should have mentioned I'm Rich Casanova. There's this random ghost voice going on here. <laughs> yeah, as the engineer for today. Um, so for Scott, uh, you mentioned earlier in the show about you know catering, and that's a new initiative for 2019. And you've been in, in the uh, franchise industry for quite some time. Is there like an industry statistical average in terms of what catering looks like for some of these other you know, uh, similar brands? Yeah, it's the, the, the best of the best is pushing somewhere around 15 to 20% of sales oh, would be okay. in that catering platform. Uh, we, we've traditionally been around five. Yeah, you know, we have certain maybe stores, restaurants, or ownership groups that might be better than that. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, traditionally, for us, you know, as a brand, we've been around five percent. What we're rolling out now is a much more robust platform, including the sales channel, which okay. is quite frankly what we've been missing. Uh, so our goal, probably for the next year, is to get just to ten percent, which right. we think would be pretty impressive for where we are today. And then uh, the more three-year plan would be closer to that 15 to 20%. Well, that was my follow-up question. (laughs) What is the goal for that? So that would basically double if you're going to go from 5 to 10%. But I guess there's moving parts with that, right? Of like how do you package that to be uh, delivered uh, with the same expectation as it is in the restaurant, right? That's right. And part of our success has been because we have great service and we have this servant heart mentality. So how do we make sure that the catering and you're setting it up in your you know, studio. studio here. We have it right here. I'm just, I'm, I can't wait till we get it. Jump I'm into feeling it. the love. <laughs> How do you make sure that it's served the right way? Right. right yeah. It's not us serving it. So that it's still part of the overall experience and make yeah. sure that um, whoever's delivering that food to you is doing it with a smile on their face and making sure that your all your needs are met and yeah. you're taken care of. Yeah. 
Well, I know it was exciting when we had you guys in before. Everybody loved it. And even in the building, we were talking to some Chris and Amy, and everybody's like, as soon as you say chicken salad, chick, you know if they've been there before or not, right? Because they're like, they, they almost start, you know, shaking <laughs> when we're getting with excitement. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. All right. That was my uh, comments or thoughts. Yeah. So, great show. No, great show, Rich. Always, uh, I always love your input. All right. So, we'll see you next time. Thank you again for joining Pam Curry and her guests on the Franchise Business Radio Show, sponsored by Franchise Intellect, knowledge and insight of the franchise community for franchise selection. More info at FranchiseIntellect.com. Also made possible in part by Franchise City, a better way to buy a franchise. More info at Franchise.City. Use the social media links here to share today's show and check out more episodes at FranchiseBusinessRadio.com. 